Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on March 10, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. The Long Island Railroad will reroute four rush hour Grand Central Madison trains back to Penn Station, transit officials said yesterday, as commuters continue complaining about crowding and long waits at the LIRR's original and most heavily used Manhattan terminal. Alfonso A. Castillo reports on Newsday.com that two morning trains that have been bound for Grand Central will instead terminate at Penn Station starting Monday. The 542 out of Ronkonkoma and the 754 out of Long Beach. During the evening rush hour, the 528 p.m. train to Babylon, which has originated at Grand Central for the last two weeks, will instead depart from Penn Station. In addition, one morning reverse peak train, the 7.31 a.m. to Hempstead, will leave from Penn Station rather than Grand Central. Quote, before these schedules took effect, we said we'd been uh, we'd be watching closely from hour one, and we have been. LIRR interim president Catherine Rinaldi said at a Grand Central news conference Thursday afternoon in, un- in another change for morning Penn Station-bound trains that currently originate in Brentwood, will instead start in Ronkonkoma. Commuting to and from Grand Central rather than Penn, Bruce Stevens said he hasn't experienced the worst of the crowding firsthand, but has heard from his daughter of trains so crowded that passengers stand in the bathrooms. Although the LIRR, quote, didn't think its service plan through well enough, Steven praised the LIRR for pivoting as necessary he added, I figured this would take a month for them to figure out. Uh, I give them an A for reacting quickly. The MTA yesterday provided an update regarding adjustments they're making as demand for ridership to and from Grand Central. Madison affects other riders, as we mentioned, LIRR riders on the North Fork, whose only rail option is still the antiquated diesel locomotive that runs the final few eastern stops on the LIRR's heavily used Ronkonkoma line through to Greenport. Nicholas Grasso reports in the Suffolk Times that even before the LIRR train schedule was reconfigured to split trains between Penn and Grand Central, North Forkers resented the limited number of trains at their end of the line. Many residents say the new timetable is frustrating with trains running at inconvenient times, for example. After a week's work as a fine arts appraiser at Christie's Auction House in Rockefeller Center, Anne Hargrave typically comes home to family in Jamesport on Friday evening. She used to take the 5.41 p.m. train from Penn Station to Ronkonkoma, then transfer to a 7.03 diesel train to either Riverhead or Mattituck. But now the final train out of Penn that connects to the Greenport end of the line departs from Penn at 5.04 Quote, even leaving at 5.41 p.m., that was too early for a normal workday in New York City, Ms. Hargrave said. But with it leaving at 5.04, it's just preposterous. I'd love to know what worker they're picturing using this train with that new timetable. Many North Forkers with cars would agree, instead opting to drive to Ronkonkoma to catch train. Up until last week, the trains available to them from Ronkonkoma to Penn were plentiful, Not so much now. In other news, at a special Board of Education meeting last night, Sag Harbor School Superintendent Jeff Nichols announced that Southampton Town officials are now exploring using community preservation fund money to buy development rights at Mass Shashimut Park 
and the park could use those funds to pay for a capital improvement project to do necessary renovations and upgrades of the athletic facilities there, which haven't been used by the school's district, uh, interscholastic uh, interscholastic athletic teams for decades. Keelan Riley reporting on 27East.com that at the same time, district officials said that an agreement to have the town use CPF money to purchase four lots on Morrison Street had stalled and given the town's preference to have those lots used as a passive park instead of athletic fields would likely cause the district to abandon those plans. The new plan to use CPF money at MASH Park was welcomed by the Sag Harbor School District and Board of Education. Uh, Nichols said for the better part of the year, uh, the district has been working with the MASH Park Board of Directors on a plan for facilities upgrades there and had been prepared in the fall to go out to the community for what would have been a $13.5 million bond to fund the upgrades. That bond vote was put on hold when the opportunity to buy lake vacant land on Marsden Street became available and the district began exploring the possibility of acquiring that land with a combination of capital reserve funds and a $6 million contribution from the CPF. But the plan has stalled in the face of opposition from a vocal group of opponents, despite the fact that in November the community approved the use of capital reserves to buy a separate lot on the south side of Morrison Street, which is next to Pearson Middle High School. And finally, games which will determine potential state champions feature a couple of East End High School boys basketball teams uh, being played later this afternoon and evening at Eastport South Manor High School. Um, Looks like in the NYSPHSAA Class C Regional, which tips off at 4 p.m., the Pearson Whalers of Sag Harbor will face Halden High School at 6.30. The Mariners of Southampton play Valhalla in the uh, Class B Regional Final, also at Eastport South Manor High School. Tonight's winners will advance to the New York State Final Four in Glens Falls next weekend. Reading the weather in Blue Point in honor of Jerry McKevney joining us in the WLIWFM studio. Looking like a 30% chance of rain after 4 p.m. Cloudy with a high near 46 degrees. Light and variable wind becoming south 5 to 9 miles per hour in the evening. Tonight rain before 4 a.m. Then rain and snow low around 34 degrees. Wind chill values between 25 and 30 degrees. Southeast wind 8 to 18 miles per hour becoming east after midnight. Winds could gust as high as 28 miles per hour. We planned this entire playlist around Travis McKevney's first light uh, from the October porches and secondhand fears record of 2015. Kicking it off with our first featured local Musician Robert Bruey, Bobby Darren, and then Long Island's own uh, Bill Scorzari on deck after that with Long Island's own The Bell Curves. After that, I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Robert Bruey. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. It's worth a heavy hand These words I write I walk alone 
fight for my mind Your tender heart beats the count in my mind The color of your eyes maps the course way up high And letting go never tasted good to my soul Oh, down the line I'll have to pay and justify If I don't make it home before the light of winter Boxing in the dark Then you came and caused the spark 
that's a four-alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see the light I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light And I never went in for afterglow Or candlelight on a mistletoe Now when you turn the lamp down low I'm beginning to see the light You know I used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and lit that spark That's a four-alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine Never saw rainbows in my wine Now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning See the light
Yes, I have been through this before You'd think I'd have learned something new But I still just don't know anymore Guess I just overestimated How far for how long I could take it Then the darkness came to keep me awake All through the night Now I'm rising and crying into the light of the day And the darkness came to keep me awake all through the night Now I'm rising and crying into the light of the day Lots of local music packed right into the beginning of the light edition of The Heart, all wrapped around Travis McKeveny's first light. Jerry McKeveny, his father, with us right here in the WLIWFM studio, uh, backing up Bill Scorzari with the bell curves. Who saw them at the uh, Suffolk Theater? Or I think it was, was it last night, the, the Long Island stage? Or is that... In a week. Now I'm going to look it up. I got to know. I got to know, man. All right. So it looks like, yeah, that was last night at 8 p.m. at the Suffolk Theater. I just want to give a shout to the organizers of the Long Island Stage Series. Thank you for shining a light on the many, the plethora of uber-talented local musicians we have kicking around, including Jerry McKevney, who will be joining us in just A bit, uh, a quote from his son, uh, Travis McKeveny. My dad was not born with the self-promotion gene, unfortunately, but he's the real deal. That real deal is with us right now. We will be back with him in just a bit. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are the bell curves, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI, WFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, 
streaming online to just about wherever you could be at WLIW.org slash radio. Stay with us. Oh, my gosh. It couldn't find check engine light from the watershed record. I don't appreciate that at all. There we go. Lick my wounds and say it was me instead 
And now for something completely different. Moving from Nelly Furtado to Spirit from the 1970 record 12 Dreams of Dr. Sardonicus, Red Light Roll On on WLIWFM. Stay with us. Yeah. 
leading us to the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour on Friday morning, a little after midnight if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for our Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors, uh, just to be completely transparent. None of us have tea in our hands, but that's okay. Uh, our, our first guest this morning telling me all about how Spirit's <laughs> guitarist was named Randy. Wait. California. Well, that's not his name, though. Right. Because, as you were telling me, Jerry McKevney, oh. Jimi Hendrix couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Only knew that he was from California and kept calling him Randy California. I love that. So. I love that. I love that you're here with us. I love that the first time that I got to speak to you on the phone, I felt as though I was speaking to your son, the late and very great Travis McKevney. Uh, I love that you've brought a filmmaker with you. And I love what you're doing, Tara, which is what? Thank you. I'm uh, making a little little film about Travis. Uh, I was friends with him uh, f- from our days in high school, um, so for about 15 years. And I, our relationship was from afar, so um, kind of for my own edification and exploring the other parts of his life. He was so generous with himself with so many people who yeah. didn't all know each other, and he created just a, a really vibrant uh, music scene and community, someplace that, for me, like I left and I never got to know as an adult who valued a lot of the same things. It's a full circle story for you mm-hmm. then. And and the thing about one of the, the, the incredible things about Travis was even if it were from afar, which... Our friendship kind of was he had this amazing ability to make it so intimate and so close. Uh, he, was, he was constantly present in a way that few other people I know were right. for other people. Right. And 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 this is a person that I, I can probably count on my two hands the times in which I we were together in person, especially through the pandemic. However, he was one of the closest people to me someone that I could talk to about anything. And those people are so rare in this world. It is a a, a, a monstrous uh, travesty. Mm. Trav, Trav is right in there that he's not <laughs> with us. Um, how long has it been now, Jerry? It'll be uh, 18 months on the 16th. Not that you're counting. Who's counting? How it's... Uh, this is something that I am just so sorry that um, it, it, no parent should have to experience this, of course. Right, but many, many do. Right. Uh, I'm far from alone in that, um, which, you know, doesn't help me, but um, but it's it gives me perspective. What does? What helps? Uh, well, among the things that help... Uh, tremendously is just that uh, our, our family, our friends and the community, the larger local music community uh, have just been wonderfully generous. And the fact that I get to continue working in the famous Dr. Scanlon band with people who, um, who knew Travis and loved and appreciated him, that, that's very, uh, very healing for me. We'll give a quick uh, plug I'm sure it won't be the last time this morning, but <laughs> Grounds and Sounds in Stony Brook tonight? What tonight. time are you starting? 
Uh, doors open at 7.30. There's a little, a brief open mic, and the band should hit the stage about 8.30, 8.45. Famous Dr. Scanlon band playing Travis tunes tonight. Who was Dr. Scanlon? <laughs> the, um... In the film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, there's a scene where Jack Nicholson's character, McMurphy, takes the patients from the mental institution out uh, and steals a boat to take them fishing. In the process, he's stopped by somebody saying, hey, what are you guys doing? And he explains, he says, well, we're from the, the mental hospital. I'm Dr. McMurphy. This is Dr. Martini. And there's Dr. Scanlon, who is a particularly professorial-looking guy, and uh, Nicholson then adds, the famous Dr. Scanlon. <laughs> so <clears throat> when okay. Travis and I were kind of scouting around for a name, there were a couple of non-starters that we discovered other bands were using, and, and I said, how about the famous Dr. Scanlon band? And it stuck. We occasionally just call it Scanlon, but... Well, that said, I think this, this seems like a nice segue into a tune. You got anything ready for us, Jerry? Always. Is, uh, if you'll forgive me for a moment, there's a kind of cosmic backstory to this. Um, this is a song called I'd Live on a Train. And when Travis's mother, Mary Jean, uh, was pregnant with him, we watched the beautiful movie uh, Paris, Texas, in which the main character, played by Harry Dean Stanton, was named Travis. We kind of fell in love with the name, and it was at that time we decided we would name the child Travis if he were a boy. Many years later, Travis was in Paris, France, went into a bookstore and bought a collection of short stories by Sam Shepard called The Motel Chronicles, and he discovered only later that many of those went into the screenplay for Paris, Texas. Very, very kind of cosmic. But anyway, and in one of them, there is the line, I live on a train. So this is the song. This is uh, one of the proposed songs you know, from, from Dublin to Duluth, which is the album we're looking to finish for him. Kansas City, Missouri, they got some crazy little women there. I've heard it sung. Their dresses are bright, got the power in the light. Now that summer is young. Me, I'm real born again. In the belly of the Southwest Chief, you know the line. I won't see them wave to me, standing on the corner of 12th Street and Vine. And I never feel the rain. I can always watch the sun I'd live on a train If somebody gave me one Gave me one In the winter 
Colorado, El Centenario Estado, Trailing River Me. You can walk, you can swim, scout the table and gym in the cattle bone heat. But the air is cool in here, and this fool don't have to steer, so it's what I choose. What I dread is all this redness, never really managed to temper my blues. And I'd live on a train If somebody gave me one Gave me one Tinseltown at last Where it's easier to get cast Then find a place to park <laughs> The unnumbered marquees Go for vets with DTs Light a race in the dark But don't say a prayer for me If I leave before I see A single coat of fur we all have our crazy reasons Or our locomotives as it were And I never feel the rain I can always watch the sun I'd live on a train If somebody gave me one Gave me one. Jerry McEveney live in WLI and WFM studio in Southampton. Stay with us for more from Jerry. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was the Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors, another surprise big-ass desk concert from this local NPR affiliate. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Honeysuckle, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. Catching the words as they fall from your lips And I'm sticking them in my pocket 
I'm having to cut some tracks for time. Bunny hopping past Fred Bear and D. Smith, Morning Light from the Day on the Dirt record of 2019. You can find it on the playlist when you find this edition of The Heart at WLIW.org slash radio. Hop into the spray, the Stray Birds, Spray Birds, um, Sturgill Simpson. And if I have any time after that, uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. These are the Stray Birds and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM and PR Radio. Bear to leave 
little Sturgill Simpson leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour from the Metamodern Sounds and Country Music Record. A little light for you. We will give you a little into Eaton to lead you out of the NPR news break after the local news update here on WLIWFM NPR Radio. With Long Island local news on March 10th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Long Island's job market recovery from the pandemic has been more robust than initially thought, with new numbers showing the region added more jobs than first estimated. State and data shows Victor Ocasio reporting on Newsday.com that while employment picture in Nassau and Suffolk has remained relatively steady with incremental improvements since 2020, new revisions published by the New York State Labor Department yesterday, showed the region saw a gain of 49,100 jobs in 2022 year over year, higher than the 39,500 job gain originally estimated. The number of jobs gained in 2021 was also revised up by 3,000 jobs from earlier estimates. Quote, the revisions show that the recovery after the pandemic was stronger than we had originally estimated, said Sheetal Patel, labor market analyst with the Labor Department's Hicksville office. The state Labor Department releases benchmark revisions of the previous year's jobs data every March. The monthly employment data released by the state are estimates of job counts based on responses from the current employment survey sample of non-farm establishments. Those estimates are then revised using job counts reported on unemployment insurance tax reports that most employers in the state are required to file. In addition to the annual revisions, Long Island also saw continued job growth year over year. In January, job gains were particularly pronounced this January in the higher-paying lead professional and business services sector, which added 10,500 jobs compared with a year ago in January. Long Island's total non-farm job count is 7,600 jobs, or 0.6%, below pre-pandemic levels in January 2019. In other news, after a mid-winter's lull, the Sag Harbor Village Board will hold hearings on three measures, ranging from the creation of a new village rental registry to a clarification of provisions in the waterfront overlay district and the establishment of new clearing restrictions when it meets this upcoming uh, Tuesday, March 14th. Regarding rental registry, Stephen J. Coates reports on 27East.com that Sag Harbor Village officials have discussed beefing up the village's regulations governing seasonal rentals ever since a house fire in Noyak killed two young women last summer. The homeowners did not have a town rental permit, and investigators charged them with several fire safety violations. Mayor Jim LaRocca said this week the village was seeking to establish a registry that would require landlords to provide safe accommodations, but not one that would be so complicated that property owners wouldn't bother to sign up. The Sag Harbor Village Board meets at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, March 14th in the municipal building. The meeting will also be available via Zoom with the link available on the village website sagharborny.gov. And finally, a new town committee being discussed by Riverhead town officials would focus on making recommendations about housing and other quality of life issues. Alec Lewis reporting on Riverhead 
Local.com that Connie Lissandro of Baiting Hollow would chair the committee. Lissandro is currently a housing consultant who has consulted on housing projects in the town. She has decades of public sector experience in administering housing programs, including as director of Nassau County's Office of Housing and Homeless Services. Lissandro said during the board's work session yesterday that the committee will focus on the three H's, housing, homelessness, and home ownership. The town needs to target workforce housing, Lissandro said, who is the current president of the Riverhead Chamber of Commerce. She said much of the workforce is priced out of Riverhead, and even the prices of low-cost homes in Riverhead are not affordable for first-time homebuyers. This makes me immediately sad that Riverhead did not uh, go for the uh, passing of that half-percent tax to build a community housing fund. Uh, Lissandro said New York State is offering a grant for up to $350,000 for outreach to the homeless and to help them get services. Quote, you're not going to combat homelessness unless you provide services. She said you can put them in a house, you can put them in a room. It's not going to work. You've got to provide the services. And I tell you that because I've done it. Reading the weather here in, or not here, but in Stony Brook, in honor of the famous Dr. Scanlon Bands gig tonight at Grounds and Sounds. Looking like a 30% chance of rain after 4 p.m. today. Cloudy otherwise with a high near 46 degrees. Northeast wind 5 to 8 miles per hour becoming south in the afternoon. Tonight, rain before 4 a.m. Well, that's technically tomorrow morning. Then rain and snow. Low around 35 degrees, wind chill values between 25 and 30. East wind, 8 to 17 miles per hour. Right now, it's 43 degrees. And here's that into Eaton track, I promised you, a little green light, Mazzy Star's blue light on deck after that. Maybe I'll give you John Mayer's new light. I might hop over it. I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Inda Eaton. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI. WFM, the heart, midnight and morning, uh, weekly morning and midnight uh, show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, uh, listener supporters of WLIWFM, recorded from the heart of the East End, the WLIWFM studio. Stay tuned. town hall at the date but forgot to call bogged down in the details it's best to walk ahead love lifts ever wanna know brings us home past the point of indecision on the most days I can feel it in your heart and I could hear it in your tone That the hardware's for the green light When there's nothing going on Hardware's for the green light We've been planning this day for all of our lives Love lives, I know A daydream for the big scene I've been waltzing round the band Love lives, I know
Talking about Cohen Brothers flicks with Tara Escudero in the WLIWFM studio, which reminds me of another Cohen Brothers movie, which I think just celebrated its 25th anniversary, The Big Lebowski. Oh. And that brings us right back, uh, right in time for the Hot Sounds segment underwritten by Sag Harbor Cinema to uh, the man of the day, 
uh, of the year of a lifetime, Travis McKevney, who, when we started our text conversation journey together, it was definitely Big Lebowski quotes back and forth, many of which I cannot share for you on the <laughs> air, though I can say, and a good day to you, sir, Jerry uh. McKevney, for joining us <laughs> in the WLIWFM studio. I, I, I gathered together uh, some quotes from Travis, uh, some stories for you uh, before we, we get back into it with you. One time, uh, Travis told me, you are unique. Never let the world persuade you to be otherwise. One time, I uh, I told Travis he was awesome. And he said, uh, thanks, that's what my therapist says. <laughs> One time, I, I called him TM, and he responded, yes, my name is Transcendental Meditation. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. time, he told me silence is a virtue, which brings us to the story of of you and Mary Jean in the mornings. Ah, uh, yes. You want to build upon it a little bit? Yeah, we uh, we get up together every morning, and uh, I make the coffee because uh, she has to get out to work earlier, and we Beck, usually showing up. That's right. There. We spend about a half hour. We spend about an hour together. The first half hour, we're pretty much silent, just drinking coffee until our brains kick in and we're able to talk, you know. But it, it's an important part of our day, and if if we don't do it, we both miss it. So I mean, that's yeah. love. That's love, guys. And if you don't know that, you got some things to learn about love. <laughs> if he wanted to, he would. Uh, one time, one time, I told uh, Travis that I was going or about a, a story about me going to the Apple Store to the to the Genius Bar, and he said uh, the Genius Bar sounds like a place where Mensa members get sloshed. <laughs> <laughs> and another time, you know, I, I I pushed back with him. He, you know, he had this habit of saying, "Not that I told, not that, not that you asked." He right. used to say, "Not that you asked, but I'm I'm having a." And and one day I was like, "What's what what what's that? What's that about? You know, you you can I want to know about what's going on and and you know you can have." And he wrote me a two part haiku about it that went. Oh boy. Not that you asked, oi. A wholly unwarranted, perfectory clause, deep-rooted habits of speech needed need es excavating. Thank you, Supergirl. Travis <laughs> McKevney. Uh. <laughs> the late, the great. You can hear his tunes tonight at Grounds and Sounds in Stony Brook. The famous Dr. Scanlon band is performing... Uh, I said this earlier, but uh, he was probably your biggest fan, Jerry, and was always talking about how much he admired you as a musician, of course. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, my dad was not born with the self-promotion gene. Unfortunately, he's the real deal. Although I got to say, you've done a pretty good job of getting a filmmaker <laughs> to uh, help crowdfund, right, the mm -hmm. the uh, finishing of the record that Travis was working on from Dublin to Duluth when he uh, set, very sadly passed away. Uh, as far as 
pandemic losses people lost in the last few years, although uh, it wasn't COVID that took him. Uh, this one was one of the ones that hurt the mm. most. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, it is just, uh, th- there's tough, it's tough to find words when it comes to that. Yeah, one of the things about uh, this evening's show is simply that um, we had done a show there with Quarter Horse just prior to the pandemic. And it was a very, it was a great night, very positive. The band was gelling and around these new songs. And the pandemic and shutdown came and, you know, kind of took all the, the, the wind out of that for a while. And I think that that had an undeniable impact on Travis, you know, and, you know, he was pretty depleted when we were starting to get rolling again, you know, Uh, so, you know, I was telling Terry yesterday, I'm going to be, you know, if I live a long life, I'm going to be thinking about this a little bit every day. Okay, so, okay, so what happened, (laughs) you know, but that's, you know. Yeah. You better live a long life. Mm. <laughs> you know, I do want to touch a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that you you felt was really important uh, during his passing. You know, uh, what what ways can we can we help? Uh, what what advice would you give uh, to folks out there that that might uh, help someone who might be struggling uh, in some way? Yeah, that's well, it's hard. I think. Um... I would say, you know, just always take it seriously and always uh, be present, you know, as much as you can. It's hard to do because we're human beings. You you can't stay at 100% all the time. And, um, you know, in Travis's case, it was just like everybody was kind of blindsided by, you know, the nature of his passing, which was, you know, from, for those who don't know, from an accidental overdose of fentanyl. And um, nobody who was really close to him that we know, people in the band, me, had any idea that that was in in any way a risk. And uh, so uh, just, you know, the people that you love, stay present to them and, you know, be there for them. I I would also put in something I've learned. and it has changed the way I move through the world, and I hope, and I hope it continues to impact how it evolves, is that, you know, when I take my walks around Patchogue and stuff like that, the overwhelming people, uh, number, overwhelming majority of people who might be passing me are not aware, oh, there's a guy who lost his son. Mm. And I try to turn that around to, well, the people I'm passing, I don't know right. what losses they've endured. Amen. And so it's quite possible that they have. And, you know. You never do know. Yeah. So send out some, send some love their way or, you, you know, know, just yeah. some kindness. Yeah, Every so, way. Yeah. All the ways. Yeah. You know, and I want to, I want to say, uh, piggyback a little bit, um, how unfair it is um, and how, uh, for for young people out there, and and actually, young people of all ages, no matter what, uh, just bring attention to the fact that things have changed 
like for example in the 60s there was a lot of free love right mm-hmm. and that caught people kind of unawares when you know uh there ended up being uh things that we can share through sex that uh you might not want to have i like to say sharing is caring unless it comes to communicable disease. diseases yeah. so these days times have certainly changed from then mm-hmm. uh you need to be far more cautious when it comes to sharing your body with someone else. Uh, you know, then comes the wrap it before you tap it and all that type of <laughs> stuff you can say. Uh, it's, I swear this is connected. It is the same way when it comes to what some might view as recreational drugs. Yeah. A lot of the people that we are losing. Uh, nowadays, two drugs are not people that you would put into the, oh, they've succumbed to their demons kind of box. Right. You think about what happened on the North Fork. Right. Around, it was around the time. It was right around that time, yeah. Right around the time that we lost Travis. Yeah, a rash of fentanyl deaths, yeah. These are hard-working a lot of the folks we lost, hardworking restaurant folks that are, you know, just trying to get by, that are not, uh, might not even be put into a class as, as uh, in, into a recreational class. And it's just a different time now. Yeah. Uh, these things uh, that uh, folks didn't consider to be as serious uh, at one time have now become a very uh, you are playing Russian roulette. I think yeah. it's been a problem for decades, but I think that reconceptualizing your relationship with yourself as with other people, like thinking that you're the kind of person that that would never happen to you well, because X, Y, and Z. Well, what's but what's not and the last you get the fentanyl. Oh yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I mean the is, deaths have increased a, by tenfold. Yeah. You know, but the last twenty years it was like over a hundred thousand deaths. Now that's per year right so it's gotten way worse but i think that's saying like oh i didn't think this would ever happen to this person because they have a job because they seem fine and i think that the undertones of that is moralizing substance use which we really should not do um and i think travis thought of himself as someone whose inclinations were sometimes uh to to fixate on things but those things were never they were um not harmful like Mm -hmm. his idiosyncrasies and i'm not saying that that led directly in anything but i think for everyone it's like give give yourself enough credit to guard yourself in that way and don't think of yourself as someone that's immune to the possibility of anything like that happening and i carry narcan i carry test strips just because you never know and I don't know what it is around here where I live. There's a nonprofit where I just access those things easily. And I'm Good. sure there's something on Long Island. You can save someone. There's, yeah. Yes, there's Cash J. We have a lot of organizations that are working very hard to, you know, get Narcan in the hands of people because it can be anyone. It could be someone that you've never met before. Right. You're out in whose public. Whose life you can save. And it's very easy. And I think making those small preparations is part of the everyday taking care of yourself by preparing yourself to be able to care for other people if it comes to it. Beautiful. And it combats the very popular narratives that people are disposable, that people who 
struggle with substance use or substance abuse um, and are not, just... And, and what I was saying is that it's not only people who are struggling, right. but who are just just doing the thing, living right. life, uh, you know, making, I mean, some people, it's the first time, whether choices. it's the first time or the, a thousand time, they deserve to keep breathing if we can help someone keep breathing. Yes. And they deserve to always have the chance to choose to yeah. recover or continue to try and recover. But I do, I do want to say uh, to to people out there that, you know, maybe experimenting with some of these things, it's a different time and uh, the test strips point is an incredibly important one, uh, you know, in the way of there's ways to protect yourself with sex. There are ways to protect yourself with uh, certain substances and things in this world. I'm not advocating that you do them. I'm just saying that if you're going to do if you're going to have a relationship, for example, a physical one, uh, I hope you will do what you can to protect yourself. And we do that in, in that all way. kinds of ways. If you're in a car, right. you wear a seatbelt. Yes. If you're on a bike, you wear a helmet. If you yes. use substances, test them so that you can mm, yes. uh, decide how you want to continue to do that. If you're, if that's something you want to continue to do, let's not moralize that. Let's right. reduce the harm that it can yes. cause. And in that way, that helps people to more people to eventually choose recovery when you signify that you care about if they live or die. We want people to live. We want families to stay together. Uh, we want to not lose people like Travis McEveney, uh, which we have. And uh, we're just, I think the, the there isn't really a silver lining, but this, if there was one, it would be that, Jerry, that you are uh, making sure that Travis's third album gets done from Duluth, uh, from Dublin to Duluth, uh, and that the famous Dr. Scanlon band can continue to be through you, that Travis is here uh, through you mm. and through uh, his songs. And through you and through Tara and everyone who who he cared about and who cared about him, you know. Um we were talking earlier about um, uh, with Travis's sister. Yes. Yeah, Kathleen. Yes. Yes. And Who he loved so dearly. Yeah, we uh, there was uh, there is a seven and a half year gap between the two of them, and um, you know for a variety of reasons, time just flew by, and I said, okay, well, you know, we've always wanted a second child, and you know, so. Um, but Travis became a little disenchanted with being an only child, and we were on a family trip uh, to Ireland when he was in first grade. We, you know, and we were just uh, on a playground in Kilkenny, and he was playing with a little girl, you know, and Mary Jean overheard this conversation where the girl said, uh, "Do you have any brothers or sisters?" And he said. <laughs> I have a sister, Kathleen, but she's not here right now. Oh. Like he just, and so, you know, when Mary Jean eventually did become pregnant, uh, say a year or so after that, we couldn't imagine calling a girl anything but, but Kathleen. Kathleen. And uh, Travis loved home. Uh, he was ultimately a homebody. Uh, there's some poetry to the fact that he passed at home, you know, because that was his his uh, safe place where he could kind of 
regroup and everything like that. And uh, I don't know if I, if you want me to do another song. Oh, I do. Okay. So, so this is a song about domestic bliss uh, that Travis wrote uh, called "The House Where You Live." It's morning, all right. I watch the horizon ignite. Coffee is on. It goggles and all to the dawn. I used to sleep in, cause I didn't know where to begin. Now I'm feeling alert. Content just to iron a shirt Time will unwind The contours are never defined If I struggled like hell It beats being under a spell You're still lying a bed Flat on your back, arms outspread In a cruciform sprawl You're a pain and a blessing with all It's a pleasure to wake In the house where you live Though with one hand you take With the other you You take all my time Give me reason to rhyme Soon you'll be up Steam will rise out of your cup You smile and start To pull the day's paper apart Once I sought more Running it down was a chore I have what I need I'm letting mystery proceed It's a pleasure to wake In the house where you live Though with one hand you take With the other you give Yeah, you've taken to me Given your warm company It's a pleasure to wake in the house where you live Though with one hand you take With the other you give You take all my time Give me reason to rhyme
Jerry McKevney and Tara Escudero playing Travis mm. McKevney's The House Where You Live, ahead of the famous Dr. Scanlon Bands covering Travis's tunes tonight at Grounds and Sounds in Stony Brook. We will play uh, Travis uh, and a track from his October Porches and Secondhand Fears record, First Light. But before uh, we do that, Jerry, I do want to, especially because Tara and I went off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> I want to get back to uh, to Travis a little bit and hear about him learning to play guitar and uh, your teaching him. When did it all start? Uh, well, it... Um... I assumed there. I assumed you taught him, you know. Yeah, yeah. The um it's it's kind of funny. Um I mean, he grew up. We have a picture. If you if you look at my Facebook profile, um there's a picture of Travis, a profile of him looking very serious uh as a little little kid. And that was he was actually that was the first time he saw me play in public. And he just thought this was very, very profound, you know, um, and he grew up, you know, coming with me to gigs and uh, hearing us rehearse in the basement and, and all sorts of stuff. The irony is that um, we had a piano, sent him for piano lessons, he demonstrated a great flair for it. Again, I was talking to Terry yesterday that... Um, the teachers and, and myself were guilty of this. We saw his potential and maybe our enthusiasm began to feel like pressure for mm. him. And he began to back off a little bit from the piano. Um, he always played, but he, you know, the formal study or whatever was, was difficult for him. And he began to pick up the guitar in this, we did it in this very ad hoc kind of way where he, uh, you know, he, He'd come down into the living room and say, uh, Dad, how does, you know, Chris Smither do this? Or, you know, is this what, um, you know, Richard Thompson is doing over here and so on? And then um, that was it. We didn't, you know, have sit-down formal lessons. He did, you know, also work closely with uh, my good friend Joe Caggiano, who plays guitar and keyboards in the famous Dr. Scanlon band where, you know, they, there would also be sort of a mentoring thing going on there. But it was, it was pretty haphazard, but Travis's ears were always attuned to whatever he was hearing. Yes. You know? And obviously really uh, that innate curiosity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was always thinking and very deeply uh, and, and just encyclopedic in nature uh, his entire brain, just a web, no matter what area he, he had not only an understanding, but in, in education and really absorbed so much of everything that he experienced. Um, he is very greatly missed. Um, if you'd like to see, hear, enjoy him again in some way, um, you know, there is a famous Dr. Scanlon show going on at Grounds <laughs> and Sounds in Stony Brook tonight. Deep bow to Jerry McKevney and Tara Escudero, who is uh, 
helping to put something together to get some crowd-sourced funding for the finishing of Travis's third record from Dublin to Duluth. I'm Jenna Volpe, and this was the Hot Sounds segment underwritten by Sag Harbor Cinema. This is Travis McKeveny, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Playing little Joni Mitchell for Travis, he would want it this way. Shadows and Light from the Hissing of Summer Lawns record of 1975. Wilco and Mandolin Orange. To lead you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. I'm Gianna Volpe. Deep bow to both of my guests this morning, Jerry McKevney and Tara Escudero. Our underwriters. Village Overhead Doors and Sag Harbor Cinema. And all of you, listener supporters of WLIWFM. Threatened by all things, devil of cruelty, drawn to all things, devil of delight, mythical level of the ever-present love. Covering blindness, blindness inside. Sometimes in reservation dining rooms, pale miners in their lantern rays. Hostage smiles on presidents Freedom scribbled in the subway It's like night Night and day Threatened by all things Call of cruelty Written by all things, men of cruelty.
Sing along, just sing what you feel. Don't let anyone say it's wrong. And if you're trying to paint a picture, but you're not sure which colors belong, just paint what you see. Don't let anyone say it's wrong. If you're strung out like a kite, or stung awake in the night, it's alright to be frightened when there's a light. What light? When there's a light. What light? When there's a light. Why light inside of you? Somebody to pick you up when you drag. Don't lose sight of yourself. Don't let anyone change your back. And if the whole world's singing your songs and all of your paintings have been hung, just remember what was yours is everyone. From now on, and that's not wrong or right, but you can struggle with it all you like. You don't let get up tight. When there's a light, what light? When there's a light, what light? When there's a light, what light? There's a light, white light. There's a light, one light. There's a light, white light. There's a light, one light. There's a light, white light. There's a light, one light. There's a light, one light. There's a light. There's a light, white light. There's a light, white light. There's a light, white light. 
leading you into the NPR news break with a little mandolin orange. I think they're Watch House now. This is Until the Last Light Fades from the 2013 record This Side of Jordan. Born to die, born to die, darling, you'll live. On WLIWFM. Sun retired for the day, or has life. 